This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. If you're receiving this transmission, this is Black Spire Broadcast. Black Spire Broadcast, the voice of the Rebellion. We're transmitting from an undisclosed location in the Outer Rim. I'm your host, David, and with us is our co-host, Mary. This week's show is a two-part episode with our good friends, Pat and Charles, of the Conversations Podcast. Part two will air on their show soon. We'll be diving into Fulcrum herself, Ahsoka Tano, the very embodiment of the light side of the Force. I am no Jedi. And this will be our first official podcast episode with a, another podcast. And it's actually our first virtual episode. Normally, we just sit across from each other and stare at each other awkwardly and talk about Star Wars. We gaze stuff. into each other's eyes. Yes, very, very dreamy. I, I hate sand. It's rough. <laughs> I love both sides of the story. Yes, yes, yes. We stare yeah. awkwardly. We gaze into <laughs> Because we gaze. You and I, Pat, yeah. you, we just gaze. Hold me like you did back on Naboo. Uh, <laughs> Isn't she supposed Slaughter to slaughter my that? heart like <laughs> yes. those younglings? Yes, but this uh, is not Anakin no, and Padme. Oh yeah, this, this is about somebody else. Is yeah. the my favorite? Lux Bonteri. No, okay. No, 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 no. Tonight is all about Sokotano, or it's supposed to be. It probably won't be. But I think one of the great greatest Jedi, former Jedi. What do we call her? Was she? Is she currently a Jedi? No. Uh, well, well, according to question. the title of the Mandalorian episode. Oh, the Jedi. Ooh, yeah, there you go. That's a big clue. Yeah, it is a very good clue. So we'll go. OK, OK. I'll say Jedi question mark. I'll go with that. I'll, I'll meet you in the middle. Can I mean, if Dave, Filoni, if Dave Filoni and John Favreau are confirming that she's a Jedi. I think no, we are here with our friends over at uh, Conversation, so I'll let you guys chime in, but no, thank you guys for agreeing to do this with us. Uh, well, you know, um, any opportunity we have to talk Star Wars, we, we grab it and uh, run with it, and we haven't talked to Soka on our show either. Ooh, so we were saving it, and then this just kind of came up when we were talking, and yeah, this is a this is a big episode. This is a big one for us, at least. What's the best about this episode is it's a two-parter, too. So it we'll is. have the first part here on our podcast, and you guys will host the second part, because Ahsoka Tano deserves two episodes. She does. She deserves way yeah. more, let's be honest. Yep. She deserves a whole yeah. podcast yeah. strictly yep. her. She but. came a long ways from being annoying in the Clone Wars movie, so... <laughs> and as part of the Red 5 Network, which you guys are the mm-hmm. one of the brand newest members of, and yeah. we are so happy to have you a part of that Red 5 Network, is that Ahsoka Tano not only represents our first discussion fully about her and as a character, uh, it's also what the first collaboration that you guys have with anybody in the Red 5 Network, and we're right. absolutely uh, ecstatic to be here with you guys tonight. Well, thank you, Charles. I appreciate it. And I know this one... We've been talking for like a month, so it's cool we finally got together and are able to do this. Right. But let's dive into it, because I know we're going to go off on a bazillion tangents. (laughs) 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 
So, Sounds about right. Starting at the Clone Wars movie. When we're first era. introduced to Ahsoka. Yeah, go. I'm sorry, the Clone Wars movie? I've never seen that. Oh, oh you did, but you fell asleep. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's right. You, you spoke to me throwing the remote at your face and then <laughs> and then I saying, guess. oh, what happened? It was good. Yes. What, yes. at like minute 112, uh, one hour and 12 minutes or something? <laughs> yeah, it was, it, yeah, you, you, you have failed. And then Pat well, was like, yeah, you saw Anakin's Padawan, right? He's like, Padawan, what? <laughs> well, huh? let's be fair. <clears throat> it was late at night. You work nights. I don't. And it was like 11 o'clock. We started watching this thing. No, we started watching at like 7.15. Or for me, 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget, I'm 50. <laughs> However, I have seen said movie since that first fall asleep debacle, and it is a very interesting and pivotal introduction to, uh, like Mary was saying before we started recording, was that a, a phenomenal character and one of the probably one of the best Jedi we have actually ever encountered in the entire Star Wars saga. I really think so, yeah. I absolutely agree. See, we did it backwards. We started watching the Clone Wars series. And we were like, oh, crap, we need to go back and actually probably watch the movie first. But mm. I had already fallen in love with Ahsoka. So hearing all of the, oh, she was so annoying in the movie. <laughs> I didn't get it because I already loved her. And I was like, oh, cute little Ahsoka. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. She was just strictly supposed to be Yoda's messenger. Then a whole bunch of other stuff happened. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Uh, no, but, yeah. that's, but it's so, it, and it's good. And we, it's actually funny. We revisited it last night. We got through like the first half and we have children and they like to scream at night. So <laughs> off one the movie, but it was good to rewatch it. And it actually, it's funny because you think about like season seven, Clone Wars animation. And then you look back at like, I think 08 is when the Clone Wars movie came out. You're like, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, that, that came a long way since then. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Their budget got a little bit bigger. Yeah. <laughs> so like, oh, this was actually a hit and successful? Okay, we'll give you more money. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But no, that, that movie's pivotal, and um, I'll, I'll, let, I'll let you guys give your thoughts on um, what you take away from that. Well, if we start with my takeaways, was that I didn't watch it. I'm, I, was, I was a movie fanatic. Love Star Wars, and when Pat and I first met, way back when, he's a like, long time ago in the galaxy. <laughs> a long, far away. long, yes, long yes. time ago. I've heard that somewhere. He insisted that I watch the Clone Wars, which of course started with the Clone Wars movie, and I was a purist. I was a whatever, a uh, highfalutin, uh, non-knowledge person. Animation. Oh, I don't watch this. I don't like watch. You know, I don't like to watch 3D pyramids on hair. So I never watched it. So I just avoided the whole thing. But once I got over that hang up and got into the lore of the story, it was phenomenal. And it built this entire groundswell of of character development uh, for each yes. of the characters. And also between the Clone Wars and Revenge of the Sith, uh, it was phenomenal. And this character of Ahsoka was a pivotal character within these Clone Wars. And we'll get to that later. But um, it was an awakening for me and an appreciation for storytelling that was beyond just live action movies. And it's introduced me to, hey, you've got not only just these animated movies, you've got books, you've got comics, 
introduced me to a whole new world because when I left uh, Return of the Jedi, when I was, I wouldn't want to say how old I was, but anyway, the dark times, as we all call it, I had no idea about the expanded universe and the books that were involved in there. So I just abandoned Star Wars as a secondary thought, joined into Star Star Trek and watched that for you know several years. Um, it's it's amazing the amount of information you can get beyond the movies for Star Wars, uh, in, especially in animation. Yeah. Their character development is phenomenal. I think that's what I like most about. I, I almost. I might, this might be controversial, but I think that Clone Wars and Rebels, some of the more animated series, I personally like them better because you get more. And I'm, I, more is more. That is controversial, first off. Because I love the character development. I love all the different stories. I love all the different twists and turns that you get. And you get, I mean, we're talking about Ahsoka Tano. This is the reason why we love her so much is because of how well she was developed in all of the animated series well what i will say is i I don't agree that it's the best though i like it a lot but i think that lucasfilm found a way to explore a medium that was a lot more cost effective to to tell stories because big budget movies are just so hard to find the time to tell stories which obviously they didn't tell a single good story in the sequel trilogy so um (laughs) controversial maybe but i think it's a fact there's no character arc at least and the clone wars is, is a beautiful way to develop character arcs and that's what people like about star wars is i, I think that you fall in love with these characters because you find out so much about them and after seven seasons of ahsoka stuff you're like dang i feel like i know this person in real life like you watch her grow up mm-hmm. you do and that's one cool thing that arc is so perfect because it's kid to She's so grown, but by the end, you know, I, I can picture the last scenes of, you know, the last episode of season seven. It's like you came a long way since that movie. Yeah, and if if any of your listeners have heard any of our episodes, uh, most of them will uh, include something about the Clone Wars being um, crucial to the prequels. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Charles and I uh, both have a great, you know, because we both grew up with the original trilogy and then the prequels came out when we were um, already adult-ish. <laughs> I'm still not really adults now. So I really want to say that we were adults when they came out. But, um, so, you know, watching them, it's Star Wars, so you like it, but there's so much to be desired. And... You know, one of the main takeaways I have is Order 66 in the film is like, oh, man, those Jedi were betrayed by those soldiers. That sucks. But then when you watch the Clone Wars and you see the bond that they forge between their generals and their and their their men in the trenches and, you know, on the ground and, and just having each other's back day after day and situation after situation to see that betrayal is heartbreaking once you've seen the show. I agree. And, and, uh, you know, once we get to it, um, I will circle back to this, but one of the most emotional scenes I think in all of Star Wars happens with Ahsoka. 
And mm-hmm. I'll leave it there for now because it's a little wow. Well, I'm pretty confident I know what season it's coming out of. But yeah, I, and it, <laughs> dude, like we we cried at cartoons. Like, oh, shit. Yeah. You know, oh yeah. Abs- like absolutely. It, it, that season seven was so well done. And rebels. And rebels, even the last yep. final episodes of rebels. I think it's what four seasons. That the ending of that when you start finding out people participated in the battle of Endor. And like, but I think wow. Ahsoka is the reason why I cried. I mean, those scenes with her. Yeah, her just her arc, and and, it's and obviously we are already on our first tangent away from the Clone Wars movie. (laughs) But okay, like I like the Clone Wars movie, and there's a lot of important stuff there because you're. I mean, the biggest takeaway is you're introduced to this character with Sokotano, that is the unknown Padawan of Anakin. And I'm sure there's people out there to this day that are like, Anakin never had a Padawan because that wasn't live action, and whatever people have that opinion. (laughs) Obviously, she appeared in the Mandalorian, so in Book of Boba Fett, so she's she's definitely real. But um, it's definitely real. Yeah. Well, she is. I mean, and yeah. the fact that Obi-Wan Kenobi requested a Padawan mm-hmm. from Jedi Order, and it was Yoda who selected Ahsoka Tano, but assigned him, sorry, assigned her to Anakin Skywalker and not Obi-Wan because Anakin had attachment issues. And that's the quote I was going to say. I remember in that. At the beginning of the movie, Obi-Wan's speaking with Yoda, and Yoda says that this Anakin has great issues with emotional attachment, and this is a true test for him. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, I, I just pictured the Imperial March in the background. I was like, yeah, how that turned out, you know? But, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I, I mean, isn't that so another tangent? But don't you think that that just shows how important Ahsoka is, though? Because... Anakin, and then as Darth Vader, I think Ahsoka's still so pivotal. Ahsoka's the one person in, let's be honest, Star Wars is about Anakin Skywalker, but um, Ahsoka's the Mm. one person that never betrayed Anakin in his eyes, right? He, in his eyes, felt Obi-Wan betrayed him, Padme betrayed him, the Jedi Order betrayed him. Ahsoka never did. Even Palpatine obviously betrayed him. So the one attachment, I think, the one person that could have swayed this whole series and and not had we would have not had a Darth Vader could have been Ahsoka Tano. So and obviously I don't know how much more fantastic. Wow. I don't know how much more you want to talk about the Clone Wars movie. (laughs) Do you guys have any more thoughts on it? Because I think we need to dive into the Clone Wars now. Well. Aside from Sky Guy and Snips, I mean. Well, yeah, okay, yes. that's where the names came from. It was right at the beginning because they're too hey, like wah, yeah, wah about each other. That's you know? why I fell asleep. Sky Guy, Snips, I'm out. Hey, it's tattooed it's on my now. butt cheeks. <laughs> All right. Oh, maybe that's what Ashley thought. I have Snips. Oh. He has Sky Guy. Yeah, is that how we get oh. more followers? I actually show that. <laughs> Please don't. Please don't. Here, hold on. Explicit content incoming. Oh man. Just this is the after hours show. No, so all right, I think it's time to skip to the Clone Wars because I want to <laughs> echo what she just said. I think it's such an important point. Sure. Um sure. obviously Anakin develops a, a emotional attachment with with Ahsoka, and I really do think that Darth Sidious sent in season seven Ahsoka to Mandalore. I think it was designed she was going to Mandalore to strip her away from Anakin, so there was no chance of him being brought bring Swade to, to remain a Jedi. I really do think that happened that way. Yeah, I think wow. there was a purpose a for Maul. Opinion, I think there but... was a purpose for Maul being there, and I think there was a purpose for 
Ahsoka being the Jedi chosen to be a, be lead, a lead the Yeah, lead, lead that army on to Mandalore. Well, if Ahsoka was near Anakin, it, I don't think Anakin would be I there. do. I think it would have been a lot harder, at a minimum. Yeah, I think that she was... She at least broke through in Rebels. So, you know, right. with him, with you know, not to jump around but with him being that far gone at that point for her to break through to him then if he was on the fence about it which which he he was um earlier in the time of the clone wars um had she been around to be that voice of reason um and really one of the only people he trusted beyond any shadow of a doubt then she she very well may have been able to keep him from going off that uh, ledge. Well, I would be curious to explore how it would have went down in a parallel universe with, let's say, Clone Wars uh, Siege of Mandalore episode doesn't happen, and Ahsoka is right there with Anakin as as Revenge of the Sith is unfolding. What happens? You know what what do you think happens? I I, I don't know. I I think that the Emperor has to find a way to kill. Ahsoka to prevent any uh, hic- hiccups in the plan. Well, I'll I'll say that there are several arcs and extremely important arcs in the Clone Wars that seemingly don't involve Emperor Palpatine. We're talking about uh, the Mortis arc, which is as outside of his influence. We've got the um, the lost missions with Yoda and mm-hmm. you know the uh, the living force versus the uh, the cosmic force right and and we've got Ahsoka's expulsion from the Jedi order yes mm-hmm. which now it did involve the senate and the and the emperor as yeah. a ruling body mm-hmm. but and I will say that literally an hour and a half ago I had this this epiphany it's like holy crap this is one of the arcs that Palpatine slash Sidious did not orchestrate, in my opinion. This was outside of his purview of his master plan to take over the entire galaxy. So I don't know if you guys agree with that or not, but I'll finish what I'm going to say. So Ahsoka's expulsion from the Jedi Order was not part of his plan. And because of that, Anakin still suffered. And still ended up being more of his pupil than the Jedi's pupil. That we have uh, a stronger connection between him and Palpatine. Yet Ahsoka still becomes the beacon of the Jedi Order that I guess, you know, Anakin would have strived to be. That Obi-Wan hoped to be. That that, um, Qui-Gon tried to endear the entire order to be but nobody was except ahsoka exactly. and that's why ahsoka is one of the best jedi and i think that's why saga. that's why mortis is so compelling is because you literally have the daughter the light side of the force yep. give her life force to save ahsoka who embodied mm-hmm. that right that mm-hmm. is who yep. she is and why did that happen? Obviously, the daughter saw something in Ahsoka and, and, and right. 
it's not ridiculous to think that she didn't have a premonition. She's like, oh, this is the this is yeah the chosen one, but the chosen one, so to speak. And, the chosen yep. one for the chosen one. Yeah, Whoa. the chosen one for the chosen one. <laughs> like chosen one in second. Wow, this is getting crazy already, Swear. guys. Which pill do you take? <laughs> um, but man, those episodes oh, and and that's so important. I don't think we have gotten to see anything live action yet that nodded at that too much. But yeah. I'm excited yeah. to see her series and see what they talk about with that. I really do. Yeah. And I think that's why I go back to I love the animated series so much because you get all of these different spinoffs yeah. and mm-hmm. and character arcs, like you were saying. Like we would have never had Mortis in any live action unless we mm-hmm. saw like a temple artwork or yeah, something. Nothing... But you never would have really had that had you not had the animated series. No, and nothing in the the live action really talks about the too much with the, with the Hulkron that predict that talks about the the prophecy of the chosen one. You don't mm-hmm. hear a lot about that. That comes from the Clone Wars, mm-hmm. um, and, and you don't. And even at that, okay, we all know about the prophecy of the chosen one, but we don't have anything expanded upon beyond that. And then you really see Mortis, and you're like, oh, there's this other stuff that's not Jedi and Sith that mm-hmm. exists and is what determines that and has a big part in that. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. But Pat, Pat, you have the floor. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. Before, talk. before Pat gets to the floor, <laughs> that's where Pat enlightened me to the side of the story that wasn't part of the movies. Like you were oh. saying, was that there's so much more of this story that exists within the Clone Wars that expands upon the entire story that you haven't even explored yet. And that's where the good stuff exists. Right. Yeah, you've got an entire uh, runtime of content for one really small period of time in, you know, um, in Star Wars timeline. Uh, But it's more runtime than the entire prequel trilogy put together. Mm. And and even the prequel and the original trilogy. So you've got so much more time to develop everything, to introduce new characters like Ahsoka, to to expand on their relationships, on their personalities, on you know different battles. I mean, you 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 hear the you know the attack of the clones, and there's a a droid attack on Geonosis at the end of the movie. And then you cut to Revenge of the Sith where like the Clone Wars is ending. And, and Obi-Wan in, in a new hope is like, Oh, the Clone Wars. And you know, they were a big deal and all. And you, you hardly see them in the films and you don't know really commander Cody. You don't know (laughs) Rex at all. Like it is, this is so much you miss out on, by only watching the films. They would have okay. been CGI'd anyways. There was or, no costumes. Or there's a Mon. So there's, there's a Commander Vaughn. Yeah, our cousin, Captain Commander Vaughn. Or Captain Vaughn. Yeah, that's our Ooh. cousin. Our last name is Vaughn. So that's our cousin. Okay, there you go. All right, if they cool. make a Black Series, we better. If they that. make that Black Series, because I can't custom one, Pat might have to have you do that for me. <laughs> I'm down. Yeah, I would love that. That would actually be the centerpiece of, of this room. But... But you actually, and, okay, I know we're in Ahsoka, but 
the clones are important too and their character mm-hmm. development is important and, and it's important in Ahsoka's um, story because you get to see her as a leader you get to see her form relationships and earn respect of men who all they know is battle and um, and she earns their respect and, and this reputation of someone who's never going to leave someone behind and um, I think Number one, you get Rex and Ahsoka, which is one of the biggest, I think, relationships you yeah. get out of the Clone Wars. Yeah. And that, it's a it's a tearjerker the watching the Rex arc with the Ahsoka arc because it, it's it's so cool how at first he's like, excuse me, youngling, get the hell out of the way, you know. <laughs> and by and you and I, I can outrank you. Yeah, yeah, and I picture season yeah. seven, she removes his helmet, he's crying, you know, and ah, she's good. It's good stuff. <laughs> yeah, that Rex and Ahsoka uh, storyline is one of the best arcs for me. I mean, yes. I love that. It's yes. it's it humanizes both sides of the conflict. It it humanizes the soldiers. It humanizes the leaders. And as Ahsoka, she is, you know, the youngest of the quote unquote generals that are leading this battle against the uh, CIS. But she's respected by these clones and by Rex. He sees it very early that she is a worthy leader. And that not just transcends the Clone Wars, but also Rebels. And it's a phenomenally emotional arc that, you know, that there's that one scene in Rebels where she embraces him uh, after revealing herself as... as um, Fulcrum. Uh, Fulcrum, thank you. Yeah, and... She joins the rebel crew and he's there and it's heart wrenching because you see that entire history played out on screen. And again, like you said, it's a cartoon. Here we are bawling. Bawling our <laughs> eyes. When, so when Order 66 happened, you see how that bond, because mm-hmm. it was instant for most of the other clones, right? Yep. It was instant yep. Order 66 mm-hmm. dead. Yep. Rex hesitated. He had tears. And he still had he his had membership. Tears that was crazy. Like, yep. there was yep. rolling down his face. And that yeah. bond overrode that inhibitor chip for the slightest of moments. But the craziest yeah. um, blaster deflection scene ever is in that episode where Ahsoka's just standing on whatever that thing is. She's beep, 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 beep. Yeah. Yeah. And, and not she with, uses... Go ahead. And not with Cody. Oh, no. I feel like like the quality control department making those chips was really lackluster. (laughs) You let let a commander get away with a bunk chip? (laughs) Damn Camoans. Thank goodness. Dinosaur-looking freaks. An important thing about that episode as well is you see Ahsoka use her lightsabers telekinetically. Yes. And you don't see Uh, that from anyone else. And so I actually really like Darth Treya too. Okay. And I think she, I just love that she uses it telekinetically. Uh-huh. And then seeing Ahsoka do that too just made me love Ahsoka even more. Yeah, and then obviously I think what heir to the Empire Luke wields like thirty lightsabers telekinetic. <laughs> it's like okay, that's on that's steroids. Cool, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Story. Where Not did you get story. okay, General Grievous? Where did you get thirty lightsabers? Yeah. 
Yeah, but he built the Jedi archives. Yeah, no, he went back to the temple and picked up all the dead younglings. Yes, <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> he's like, he's like, uh, he's like the uh, in um, uh, Les Mis, the uh, the uh, innkeepers, you know, oh. <laughs> like going through everybody's oh. pockets, taking their hilts. Yes, you'll take that. That's nice. Borat collecting uh, lightsabers. Oh. <laughs> oh man. But it shows her power. Yeah. No, and, yeah. and I do. I think she's. She's not underrated, let's be honest. But I do think there is like an underrated sense to Ahsoka. I think people always see her in Anakin's shadow, and I, by herself, she, she's a powerful Jedi. I think she was gonna be promoted tonight if she didn't leave. If the not order. master after that, if she didn't. Choose. She would have been a Jedi master, no doubt. Oh yeah. So, you know, when we went to Star Wars Celebration Chicago, there was the Clone Wars season seven panel. And they kind of talked about kind of the journey that they went on to bring the show back and didn't really divulge any specifics about the final season. Really, they talked about kind of, you know, the the behind the scenes stuff. And, you know, as as you guys had said before, you know, when she was first introduced, a lot of people were like, really? She's like super annoying. <laughs> um, and so so you go from that and Dave Filoni with his cowboy hat, his black T-shirt said, <laughs> Ahsoka lives, question mark. <sighs> and so, you know, they, they come out, they're talking, makes no even no gesture towards his t-shirt and they do the whole thing, the whole um, interview. And then they're like, Oh, and by the way, we brought a clip. <laughs> so it's, it's essentially the trailer, the, um, the, the season seven trailer that, that they then aired later. So the room goes dark. They show the trailer. Of course, Ahsoka's in it mm-hmm. and the entire hall erupts. Yeah. Everyone goes bananas. The lights come up and instead of a question mark at the end, he's got an exclamation point. <laughs> <And> <laughs> everybody is going bananas. And it's it just speaks to the character development of how you can take a character, whether intentionally or not, that's kind of, you know, an annoying teenager and becomes this character that as soon as she's on screen after because this is after rebels aired and you know you know um it's like oh well she was in there with vader and then okay i guess so she didn't die but like then what about clone wars everything um and she's gone and then we don't see her again till rebels so so to see her again in that everybody went bananas yeah bananas so you know it's it just speaks to the the character development of Ahsoka, as well as them kind of being in tune with with where the character needed to go and the audience receiving that the way they did. Yeah. And, and you can be excited you, seeing that trailer, you know, at home on your phone or your TV or whatever. But when you're in when you're seeing that reaction, experiencing and feeling that reaction from thousands of people it's it's goosebump inducing 
And I will say that I was with you, obviously. And this was day. this was actually from that panel. Yes. And I, you know, from my perspective, I was still working through the Clone Wars itself, mm-hmm. let alone the Rebels. And to see that reaction from the crowd was, you know, mind-blowing because, okay, we're talking about this annoying little teenager who, okay, whatever, snips and Sky Guy, ha, 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 ha. But... <laughs> she had already ingrained herself as one of the most popular characters within the Jedi order at that point. Right. And I was just sort of ramping up my understanding of why she was so well accepted. Um, (laughs) It was enlightening for me. And as I finished rebels, I 100% understood why they were so excited. And then when, you know, Dave Filoni talked about or presented his uh, San Diego Comic-Con um, Clone Wars Saved uh, trailer in in that, uh, what, Hall H, whatever it was. Yeah. And people just lost their minds. Mm-hmm. I completely understood why everyone was so excited. And the, the biggest cheers was for Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. And that's so cool. And, that, and it's crazy to think. I'm sure Ashley Eckstein's just got to be loving it. And, and I love, out of... I mean, this is this probably isn't controversial. I don't think there's an actress or actor, voice or live action that loves their character more than Ashley Eckstein. And I haven't met her. I know you guys have, but she literally loves Ahsoka. She started oh, yeah. a clothing line about it. So I mean, she yep. is Ahsoka <laughs> through and through. <laughs> oh yeah. And I know we're jumping around, and we'll get to we'll talk more about this. But that's mm. what it. I think that's my only hang up with Rosario Dawson is it's not Ashley Eckstein. That's fair. That's fair. Isn't that? I mean. She actually mm-hmm. just has to get a more mature voice. <laughs> That's all. She's a wonderful voice. It's, it is Ahsoka, but the timeline, she can't sound like a kid anymore. So. She actually narrates <laughs> the audio version of Ahsoka's For the Ahsoka novel, book, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. I personally loved because it's yeah, like it's you're immersed book. in Ahsoka, mm-hmm. right? I mean, um, and then the audio version is even better having the sound effects happening, which yeah. I love that Star Wars audiobooks do. Yeah, it's like watching a movie with your eyes closed. Don't. It's amazing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, sorry, don't movie mind my husband. <laughs> oh, we mind him. We mind yes. him quite a bit. Yes. He just, he's real cute, though. <laughs> real cute, though. Yeah, but he's uh, I'm going to have to go pull out the Ahsoka lightsaber. No sure. comment. We're getting there. Um, but I, I just think that, yeah, her oh, novel gave us so much background on what yeah. she was doing after Order yeah. 66 happened, mm-hmm. um, how she was kind of um, keeping it all together, if she was mm-hmm. keeping it all together, um, going in and doing what I, f- I feel like what Anakin, oh my gosh, this is my husband in the background. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, oh, going. <laughs> We're good. What Anakin would have done would be. Oh, here we go. <laughs> oh, so I think, and and you bring up an interesting point about what she's doing after Order sixty six because you know you read that book and you say, oh, she's helping people. She's she's being, you know, a a decent person and um. So, you know, it's it's like that's that's 
her character. She's she's good. She's helpful. She's out for the little guy. And then in season seven of the Clone Wars, we get to see a little bit of that on screen with the beginning of her arc, just helping random citizens, which right. was part of the issue with the Jedi was like, oh, we can't help them. It doesn't benefit us to help them. Or it's not when politically correct. Yeah. To, to help people that benefits you. Right. That's yeah. the whole idea of like uh, altruism and 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 helping others out and being a beacon of hope is helping people that can't help themselves regardless of what they can do for you. Right. And that's where she got sort of angry at the Jedi Order, and that's yeah. where like Barriss Offee got mm. very disenfranchised towards towards the Jedi because, and and you could Count also Dooku, imagine, same thing. Yeah, you could also right. imagine many citizens. Right. That was the Jedi Order's downfall. The beginning of the downfall Absolutely. is when they agreed to serve the the Republic. That was a mistake. Yeah. I don't know what else they were going to do, but that was a mistake. Right. Yeah, and if we can take away anything from the Martez sister arc in season seven, is take that... take it all away. Well, we could take it all away, yes. <laughs> yeah, but, but we can say is that as a base-level human story where you have two sisters trying to exist in a galaxy with the empire the jedi order were not looking after them they were not protecting no. them from what the evils were out there and right. the jedi order as it was supposed to be and you know ahsoka realized that and she even confronted anakin and obi-wan with that is that you guys lost touch with the very people that you were entrusted to right. protect yeah. Even even when it comes to Mandalore too, and they get pulled away from yes. Mandalore to go help the Emperor. Yes. Right. Yep. Because he's in trouble, you guys. Yeah. yeah. And, and 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 I know we're jumping everywhere, but that's Clone Wars. There's so much story. Um. Yeah. You know, I go back to the episode, and I freaking love it. Where Palpatine's like, "I'm gonna handle this myself with the Savage Press and Darth Maul." Oh like, get, yeah. Get, get, prep my shuttle. Like yeah. Prep my <laughs> shuttle and and handles yeah. himself. But I do think. And I remember that scene where Darth Sidious tells Maul, he's like, I'm not going to kill you. I have another purpose for you. Uh, I think that was uh, the purpose. That may have yes. been the purpose. You don't know Absolutely. what the purpose is. Yep. So. And we talk about it. jumping around through the Clone Wars. They do enough jumping around as it is. That's true. Yeah. Correct. You get, so, you get the first three scenes are all over the place. Yeah. yeah. You get all Jar Jar and Mace Windu for like 25 episodes. I'm kidding. It's like three. But yeah, <laughs> right. I about fell asleep in those ones. Yeah. Well, See? I fell asleep. And now it. it's a big piranha. There's no excuse. <laughs> Jar Jar Binks is pivotal to the fall Dave, of the Republic. David just has absolutely. a thing absolutely. for Jar Jar Binks. I, my wife, he's... I, um, that's... that's that it's my, sort of weird. <laughs> this got it's, Please. It's, You're here of, now. One of my pet names for my wife is Binks. Because of Jar Jar Binks. Okay, okay. The Binks. She, that's, that's, that's her... her Misa. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Misa wants muy bombad khakis. Remember the bombad khakis? It's Sorry. code. It's code. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Oh, man. Squeeze me. Oh, well, 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, so so he's uh, we did a whole thing on on Jar Jar. We Which, did. Yeah, we, we did. Yeah. Because I mean, people are like, oh, he's stupid, he's lame, or whatever. And it's like, well, I mean, the ability to speak does not make one smart, but there you go. But he is. Oh my God. He is a, a crucial piece to everything that happens in Star Wars. So his little, his little happy mistakes. Yeah, like all <laughs> like it. set the scene. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Misa but, tripping all over. Yeah. He's akin. He's akin to R two. Yeah. Except R two does stuff to help. But if R two spoke <laughs> English, but he'd probably be just pivotal. as annoying. Let's be honest. Uh, or yeah. or yeah, because uh, I think. I'm sorry, basic. English, who am I? Yeah. <laughs> some, some American, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, don't, don't tell uh, them you're from Florida. I bat you. They look at you like you're stupid. Yeah, they're like, oh, you. oh. Yeah. Uh, but I paid for the lightning. Duh. No, no. <laughs> Too bad. I mean, <laughs> not to get off topic, but um, I, uh, we do the uh, the run Disney events and. Uh, back in the times when they used to have the Star Wars runs, um, which I just have my uh, Star Wars run T-shirt on today. Anyway, mm. so um, you would go through Hollywood Studios on the 10K and the half, but like right through like Fantasmic and then out the entrance. I'm like, no, no, no. Cut out this Epcot nonsense. OK, <laughs> and bring it back. And now that now that because I thought like it'd be great to, to run past Star Tours. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a Star yeah. Wars race. They have Star Wars. St- yeah. I don't. I. I don't work there. I should. And we've had this conversation before. But. But. That's a fantastic idea. And now. Now. That you could literally run a loop going through Toy Story Land, through Batu. Yeah. Get a Ronto Ronto Ronto. Ronto. out yeah. the tunnel. Yes. A Ronto. breakfast Ronto wrap. It's there you go. 3 a.m. as you're running through. Yes, he gets it. He understands. Have a thirst, <laughs> quench, is very thirst important, quenching yeah. blue milk, green milk. Ooh, with rum. Oh, yeah. A little, little yeah. Rum. yeah, yeah, yeah. Without sure. rum. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. Right? So it would be perfect. And be. so I love the layout, the fact that, that you could you could you, do that. You yeah. have to pick up a blue milk with rum prior to getting in the Rise of Resistance line because that's a serious commitment. Mm. Uh, see, we find places to to where in Batu is R two is is a thing that we do. <laughs> yes, um, where we take a, an R two unit. There you go. And we bring him to Batu. And how many have we done in the in the Rise queue? Probably six or seven. Six, yeah, six. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I mean, we just look for little crevices and little places in the and in, in the exit of the the Smuggler's Run. They have the Raftar. Like carving, we did the one we did in the map. Anyway, um, so yeah, now that cool. we, cool. the only person to respond to us and, and correctly identify it is Mike, who's in <laughs> our network, who's at Wookie Radio, and he's an he's employee. He's a nice guy. Yeah, of, I'll talk to him. Yeah, he's yeah. he works. He now he's working at the Halcyon. Uh, yeah, he's working yeah. on Halcyon. So he's the only person to ever respond to us correctly. Well, now oh, that I right. know about it. It's I Hollywood Studios. Gonna... I will do it. I will. We're there. We're going to look. I'm there in two weeks to go get yeah. the Cal Kestis saber. So, um, oh, you jerk. You want me to, you want, want me to go, do a buddy. stupid scalper and get you one like all these other stupid scalpers? I hate those people so much. Scalpers. What I want is an episode three Obi-Wan saber. Well, you're going to have to contact uh, somebody at Disney because for whatever reason they haven't made it. So... What about your contact? 
I can't have a legacy saber made. Just not. Well, Obviously, it's not. Well, well thank you for joining okay, us tonight. Right. You can find yeah. us on Twitter. Yeah. You can find us on Facebook. <laughs> Mister, I've got friends in high ground. No, no okay, more, what no I can get you, I guess. the guy's probably listening to this, so I won't reveal his name, but and he has a podcast. He'll probably want to join this network, so eventually he'll reveal himself. But um, he, he, uh, he can tell you. Yes. Yeah, no more, no less. Um, but, uh, no, he can tell you the current stock of either galaxy's edge what's what sabers are in stock so and i know the luke is sold out before i even go there and i'm pretty pissed off because i was going to get the calcestis and the luke but yeah i should have just got the nice. luke left i should have got it last time i was there but it was there didn't get it we got dooku but i could have got both that was yeah that's fantastic yeah i should have just maxed out the card and got four of them with the two of us i'm just kidding but, yeah, use the chase disney card you got there you go there you go my <laughs> plus yes. your uh, 10% uh, annual pass holder. Uh, yeah, not on hilts, just on blades. Oh, silliness. So ridiculous. Doesn't make any sense. Okay, so hey, how far off are we on topic here? Go back yeah, to our me... favorite Jedi, or my okay, favorite Jedi. Yes. have to talk about Mortis, the daughter, and the bird. So, okay, so we need to talk about season seven, really. Yes. Yeah, the, 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 um, because we've we've gone through um so Mortis in season seven. That's that and then I think that's everything that's really mm-hmm. applicable. Because we and don't need to know that she had a little hutlet on her back for thirty five <laughs> minutes. It we made don't me need to it, talk it, about it, that. It, it, it I made me think about being a parent though, I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, it stinks. I was like, yeah, yeah they do, actually. They them. do stink. This is mm-hmm. confirmed. Um, I I think this scene between Ahsoka and Anakin as he's chasing after her when she decides to leave the Jedi oh, Order. Abs- that's that's the one I was talking about earlier when I said it's yes. the most it's it's the the music, the visual, and the emotion that's literally drawn onto their faces. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Is and I mean, the words the words exchanged yeah. as they're back to back. Uh, yeah, um, and it parallels the "I love you, I know" with um, Leia and wow. Han, but mm-hmm. because she's like, "I just have to," and he's like, "I know." Um, yeah. So, Ahsoka, <laughs> season seven, um, that episode, it's it's on. I mean, just that season's unreal, but um, man, so she gets a second chance, and. Obviously, we all knew she was innocent. Even if I'd never seen this and you told me two seconds about Ahsoka, I knew she was innocent. Um, but the Jedi Order, they give her a second chance. They basically are like, sorry, not sorry, but kind of sorry. Um, no. I think if we would have seen a conversation between her and Yoda, we would have gotten the first ever apology from Yoda probably. to her. All right. So this is what the Jedi Order did. Okay. They took a magic marker to the walls and Ahsoka comes in and is like, what the heck? And they're like, sorry. Like my kid. Okay. They gave an apology. Like my kid gives an apology. Yeah. No, 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 no. They, you know, you, you give her another chance and that's why she didn't come back because they were a bunch of jerks about it. Forget them. It shows just how far the Jedi council has gone. Yes. And Absolutely. when you join when you join a an organization under certain uh, pretenses or preconceived Principles, notions, yeah. and, and and then 
you find out that that's not really what's going on. It happens when people get hired at companies and right. realize that that's not what they're about. You leave. Right. Because if you have any morality that, that, that this is now conflicting with, that's it. You're done. You can't reconcile what you're doing there with your ideals. And that's why when they were like, oh, yeah, you're innocent, we'll take you back. And she's like, okay, that's great, except I'm not coming back because you guys are way off base. You're not what we stand for. And since there's no one else that stands for that, I'll stand for it on my own. Which is awesome because she's the first yeah. to not fall to the dark side. The that's alternative right. is Absolutely. the polar opposite, and she didn't choose that. <laughs> Well, right. you're either with us or you're with them. Wait a minute. That's only a Sith deals in absolutes. Yeah. Well, the first one to do it is Barris Offrey herself. That's true. That's true. The one who orchestrated the entire exit of her character from the Jedi Order, unbeknownst to her. But her right. convictions, Barris's convictions led she turned to guerrilla warfare though i understand that Ahsoka I under literally walked away true. from them like, i understand that but this is true but, but the nugget that she was believing even with that uh very um uh extremely <laughs> impressive presentation from not just the jedi order but the entire Senate, right? You have Barris Offrey now standing in front of this entire, um, you know, uh, litany of people presenting her case. It's like, hey, Jedi Order, you guys have lost touch with what's supposed to be going on. This is what's supposed to be done. Right. And her conviction led uh, Ahsoka Tano to be the downfall for it. But her conviction led to her conviction. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And she understood what she was getting at. So she was thrown under the bus. Ahsoka Tano was thrown under the bus. Oh, but yeah. She understood what she was doing and mm -hmm. she left the order. Right. Who's right? Who's right at this point? Now we get it. Anakin never wavered from his belief in Ahsoka Tano. Mm -hmm. And how different is that from her, his introduction to her on Christophsis? Way yeah. back in the Clone Wars movie. It's like, I don't want this. This is a mistake. We'll get the shot. Right? Exactly. Yeah. And now he's defending her all the way at the end. And he's and the only one not sitting exactly. there. He's out there trying to find where's your uh Where's your master? Well, he's outside. You know, he's out there trying to find my accuser. Oh, he shouldn't be here doing this. Well, no. He's actually working for me trying to find the right person who's to blame right. this entire thing. Mm -hmm. ends up, you know, oh, no, go ahead, go ahead, sorry. It ends up being Barris Offrey who is calling out the Jedi uh, Order for losing faith and vision, what they're supposed to do. And Ahsoka Tano ends up understanding that and agreeing with her. She leaves the Order. And that's a hugely monumental pivoting point for a character, but also for the entire Jedi Order itself. And Emperor Palpatine's just yeah, they got they got this guy who presides over the court. And we're all like, Darth Sidious, cool, great, great. This seems real fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But who 
I don't know, maybe it's just the inner Sith in me, but you know when Anakin gets real real heated in the in the courtroom there and that sentinel guard activates his lightsaber, I was like, this dude's about to get decapitated. Like, don't do that to Anakin of all people. He will kill you. <laughs> he just got done force choking Barris outside. So like Even Ventress knew what was happening yeah. to us. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. Ventress is a whole nother episode, but she's a cool character too, you know. Oh. You, her story's amazing. But yep. yes. man, yeah, when that sentinel activated a, that temple lightsaber on Anakin, I was like, mm, mistake. mistake. <laughs> yeah, mistake. You're dead. Mistake. You're dead. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Anakin probably did come back and kill him not that much later. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you better belt that hilt, boy, because guess yeah. what? Yep. Yep. Mm. I'll be well, back. I'm gonna... What's interesting, what you said, is that Anakin never wavered on Ahsoka, and I'm going to go back, and Ahsoka never wavered on Anakin. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I and I truly, truly believe that even even as Darth Vader, with how how far he had gone, she's the one person that could have. This is the conversation we go back and forth on all the time, and I know we're just bypassing the Ahsoka novel, so we will get back to it. But in Rebels, I mean, my favorite episode is is obviously going to be the the the, the Vader Ahsoka the duel. duel. Oh, there's something there. Oh, oh yes. Well, I can't pan. I'd pan over there, but we have something similar on the wall. But, yeah. Here, I'll pan. She'll pan for you. We're going on a ride. We're going All on right. a ride, boys. Woo-hoo! Yes. But, very cool. Yes. Nice. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah, this was, this was Dave Filoni's sketch of that scene. Oh, wow. That's so cool. That's yeah. so cool. But yeah. do you guys, so the question we throw back and forth all the time is, the way it's presented is that it looks like Vader thinks he force pushed her and killed her off of. Well, and then she was pulled through weapon. the portal, obviously by Ezra. But do you yeah. think mm-hmm. Vader would have actually killed Ahsoka then? I think he was fine with what happened because he didn't actually. It's like, it's almost like if you threw somebody off a cliff. Okay, then okay they're dead, but it's not like, you know, that personal aspect of like force choking them right in front of you. Or 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 slicing them down with a saber, okay? It's you're 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 achieving the same result with with you know destroying them without that personal connection that would take place with those other ways of dispensing of someone. Well, then speed up time and explore when Ezra pulls her out. Obviously, we don't know that at the time, right? Um, but when he's slashing down, I think the way they were telling us was she was about to die, and Ezra saved saved her would he have gone through with it would he have killed her i mean yeah. it, it clearly looks like it was going to happen yeah for me that was the ultimate result was that at that point his character he was darth vader and she was a but she uh, broke an, through right well she bit, did much, but, but yeah but she was merely a signpost in his yeah. development as a character he had no problem doing it he was right. fully on the dark side and she's merely just a uh, a uh, a thing to overcome. He, he she caused him to hesitate slightly. I agree. Right. With that. Which is which is more than anyone else could have done. Exactly because there would but be no not enough at that point to to make him realize the error of his ways and and come back. Right. There would there would be no one else in his history that would have provided a moment of hesitation like well, we I'm, saw in Rogue uh-huh. One. Where he's yeah. like slashing everyone. Oh my gosh. There was no the one in his history. Darth Vader I've ever seen. Yeah. Right. And I think also, um, to to put it another way, he knew Ahsoka. And he knew, as you were saying, Mary, that that she 
never gave up on him and she never would give up on him. So, you know, for her to keep trying to get him to come back, to, not not even to come back and be a Jedi, but to come back to the light side or get away from that darkness, she wouldn't stop. And I think the only way that she would stop is if she was gone. And I think he knows that because he knows her. But would she have stopped? Because there is no gone. You know she's going to be one with the Force. And and I think that she haunt him till the day he died. And then yeah. continue to haunt him but as see, a Force ghost. But I don't think he knows anything about Force ghosts yet. No, because the no. first Obi-Wan heard about it was, when, was after ah. the turn. Right. Oh, yeah. And he went to meet with Qui-Gon, and Qui-Gon's the only one that was doing that sort of thing. Yeah, the first he ever heard of it is the very end of Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, like right. right. Yeah. After he so, turned. I don't ah. think Anakin knew anything about the crossover from the Cosmic Force to the Living Force. Right. And, and he wouldn't have known that that was even a possibility as Vader, because I don't even think that, that Palpatine knew. No? I don't no. think so either. Oh, wow. That's, <laughs> and that's a big one to say that... that, that Palpatine oh, didn't know. God. Yeah. You, you would think sure. that he might have stumbled across that in alchemy or so, something like that, you know? I, right. I don't, there's some crazy situations. Unless, it, unless it's so pure, right. unless it's such a yeah. pure power that there's no way to achieve it with darkness in you. And that mm. very well, I hope they explore that, actually. That's a that's a cool concept right there. That's the ultimate mm-hmm. side of the light, you know? Um, whereas, like, the yin-yang to that is the version of like living immortality through the Sith where your body just begins to fall apart because it can't support it. And you end up like the emperor, you know, with 19 clone things and your spirits in them. And it's just a disaster compared to just be a good guy. It's an absolute and, disaster. And you live in happy. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, well, I think, I think we kind of wrapped up the, the clone wars. Um, right. We, we and see, Ahsoka novel. Yeah, I was going to conclude yeah. the, final, the final scene at least, where, where you see her memorializing, you know, her troops that obviously pay right. the helmets. Yeah. The full, the yeah. Oh, no, you're right. Yeah, they're, they're so they... important because I do yeah. think we're going to get a pickup version of that in live action in her series. We're we're going to well, see something s- with that. You see Vader pick up her, her lightsabers that yeah. he made her. Right, Anakin. Yes. Anakin made her those lightsabers. Yes. And. <laughs> Okay, can we foreshadow? Are the are those sabers going to be returned to her from Luke, saying, "I found these in my father's possession"? After he used Ooh. two of them to telekinetically use thirty of them. Yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, challenge, <laughs> Grievous. There's two of them. Twenty-eight. That's the point because where, you know, at the end of the Ahsoka novel, which is narrated, of course, by Ashley Eckstein. Um, you see that, you know, and people in the fandom have been up and down about the way that connects to season seven of the, of, um, Clone Wars. And I think it's, it's obviously there's gonna be different storytellings. And it was, I think what, 2016 that this novel came out and the Clone Wars came out, you know, a couple of years ago. So there's gonna be changes in the way that stories develop, but the essence of it was that Rex was laid to rest on this planet. She put her two sabers there right. as a sign that not only was Rex dead, so was Ahsoka. So that she right. can yeah, exactly. blend in and right. be gone as a target for the uh, the um, uh, Inquisitors. Yeah. And that's a 
point to the entire uh, and system. She didn't but, even know about the Inquisitors yet. Right, right. But, she, but she knew that they were going to be extinguished. Jedi. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She knew exactly. she was marked for death, right. for sure. Yep. Yeah. And we eventually saw that in season seven of the Clone Wars. But yeah. And as Vader, you know, visited that grave. But uh, it's the foresight is extremely important because she look, I need to back out. I need to meld yeah. in the background. I need to be part disappear. of. I need to disappear. Yeah, ex- disappear. Exactly. And but her conviction as the ultimate Jedi pulled her back into doing good for the people that she was surrounded by. And like you were saying, was that Mary was that the uh, she is the ultimate Jedi is that she has a goodness in her heart that she can't avoid to help the people that need to be helped. And it's a wonderful mm-hmm. story of that part. And the book yeah. highlights that so well. Yes. It does. The book. Yeah. And that's what, as you were talking about that, Charles, the Obi-Wan trailer popped in my head of the Inquisitor saying it's in the Jedi's nature. Yes. Yes. It's not. Yes. Like, like, and this is in her nature. Yes. And, that's and that really, might be a parallel. I don't know. I mean, it's, right. that's really what's been um, interesting about between the Ahsoka novel and a lot of the um, the Dark Horse and then the now uh, newly Marvel uh, comics again. Yeah. With, with Obi-Wan's time looking over Luke. He's supposed to be incognito. He's supposed to be, you know, not making any waves, but he can't help it. He mm. has to help those around him. She has to help those around her. And it's it's that innate goodness that that lends one to to, you know, be a, a great Jedi. That's what a Jedi is supposed to be. And to to you know, hold to those ideals. Right. That's what they were always you know and and we can't forget how pivotal obi-wan was to the to the training of ahsoka i mean he he was there pretty much every step of the way he was i don't remember the exact quotes that come from the end of clone wars or was it rebels might have been it was rebels where she's speaking like third person and says something like in in this moment you know master kenobi would say something like blah 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 blah, blah." you know and it's like man she really looked up Toby one not not yeah. not more than Anakin, but in a different way, like in a father way. Right, right. And Obi Wan's yeah. another character of pure good, um, you know, and that's its own thing. But you can go back to the episode one mall battle. That's proof right there that he's a pure good character, you know. Yep. Um, but anyways, I won't. Yes. A whole other episode. <laughs> Obi Wan. <Kenobi. laughs> yes. It's, this is hard to do. It's really hard to stay on a linear path about a Star Wars character because they yeah. all come together. You know, yeah. And we haven't even mentioned Plo Koon. Who's oh, the- and he's so important in this. He's like everybody's favorite. When we saw character art of, instead of Luke coming in yes. The Mandalorian, I know we're jumping around, yeah. but it was yes. Plo Koon. Was Everyone cool was like that. pumped because, was so cool heck, yeah, it's yeah, going to exactly. be Plo. And then for Plo to be... On. For it to be Master Plo who finds Ahsoka, it just makes yes. her even more likable, right? Because yeah. that's who... Is Plo is Ahsoka's pseudo father in a way? Yes. Yes. (laughs) I love it. Oh, I love it. But I was disappointed with Plo. Unfortunately, I'm a bit of a prop podcaster, and uh, (laughs) 
That doesn't translate well to audio. Given the well, fact that we're just audio and not video, yeah, yeah it doesn't translate very well. <laughs> right? Oh man, that's so funny. I, I think I was dis- I was disappointed in Plo that he didn't do more for Ahsoka. Um, in when the council, I, I was really disappointed in that. I really thought he would interject and say it was only Obi Wan that we saw that was like, hold on, this doesn't seem right. This yeah, the close side mannequin. Yeah, right. right. Uh, Mannequin's yeah. gonna be the one that comes in, breaks a window, and says, "This, this is stupid <laughs> for everything." You know, like, we, we yes. expect that. He's but, gonna be David on the Toy Story Mania ride. This is outrageous. <laughs> this has never happened in the history this is of the council. Right. You're an idiot. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This is an outrage. Hey, Paul is not on some FBI list. Come on. No, you better watch out for some younglings if I... Just kidding. (laughs) Payback. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. This got got dark real quick. Anyways. (laughs) But yeah, man. Yes. But you know what? Every story... His story is a happy ending, kind of. He dies. I guess that's not very happy. That's not happy. Let me look upon you with my own eyes. Oh. Yes. I might go put on my Black Series Vader helmet now. But anyways, <laughs> Poe Koon, man. Poe Koon. Um, it's so I sad. love that, dude. Yeah, he didn't do anything fantastic. with that. And, uh, but it was, it was a definitely a challenging part with the the uh, Jedi Council where he couldn't understand how she had strayed so far away from where she came from. But right. it was Anakin who stayed true. The Black Series. No one else. Appearance. There you go. Look at that. Flo Koon. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, he got the dark <laughs> This is slightly confusing. It yeah. can only be one in combat. Where does where this happen? Well, Anyways. But yeah. that just shows the where the uh, Jedi Council was at that point. Whether or not it was part of the entire Palpatine darkness. And she even, you know, Yoda even says it, you know, in that, in that arc where you are your actions are clouded by the dark side. Right. Regardless of the fact that the entire council is being clouded by the dark side. Right. And this microcosm of of an uh you know of an effect that she was you know involved with a conspiracy to to you know set a bomb in the Jedi Council or at least the Jedi Temple it had nothing to do with um with Palpatine, but they struggled with that, you know, the aftermath of it, and they they had no idea what to do with it. It no, was. I don't think they've ever done something like that before. No, they didn't. They didn't. They had no idea what to do with this. Like, oh my God, what was yeah. this? Yeah. And on the note of being clouded by the dark side, um, that's what kind of happens when you build your temple on top of a former Sith temple. I'm just saying. But that'll do it. That'll do it. Dang it. It's my. This might have been a. This might have been a mistake, guys. It's like an Indian burial ground kind of thing. Poltergeist. Yeah. Yes. It be fine. Yes. We're pretty strong in the force. We'll be all right. Yeah, we got we got, we got Yoda. Like, what, we what could go wrong? Species unknown still to this point. Besides the point, though. Season 12, Mandalorian, we still don't know Yoda's species. Yeah, sounds about right. Oh, man. Oh, We're getting man. there. Yes. But going back to the Ahsoka novel... I thought it was interesting how she took the crystals, the kyber mm. crystals, yes, from the, from Inquisitor. the Inquisitors. Yeah, I thought so that was cool. so cool, and why they're the color they are. Yeah, yeah, and now so that begs the question, and we're going like right down the rabbit hole now. So the vast, uh-huh. ma- I know, I know that you can bleed a crystal to create crimson blade, but the majority of them are synthetic crystals, right? So 
was that in fact a synthetic crystal? And if it was, how did it call to, to through her to her through the force? That's it's a curious thing because you've well, never and seen I think them. I think um, you know a force sensitive individual has to find their crystal and or or the crystal finds them and then they they construct their hilt and and make their lightsaber. So I think that the stronger inquisitors were able to do that. Makes sense. So this is and, a, this and, and get and make their their sabers. And I think that the you know the strength and numbers aspect where more inquisitors, better results. Um so I think, army. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So I think that a lot of the um sort of lesser force adept um inquisitors or jedi hunters um would have to resort to the synthetic ones i think you're right and i believe what was it the second sister that ahsoka killed i believe yeah because the yeah. third sister's reva reva that's appearing in obi-wan right however you right. say her name but um yeah i think it's a good killed her without having no yeah right showed her true strength right there and showed her ability in the force yeah because we I mean, we saw she was powerful by the end of season seven, Clone Wars. Show. Oh yeah, very. And she and her duel with Maul. We didn't talk about that, but that's very pivotal. How they set this thing up. What is it with Maul? He's like this crazy old guy that just wants to have an apprentice so bad. He's like everybody can be my apprentice. And what guy? Yeah, yeah, and they can't kill him. Obviously. Ezra, come hang out with me. Yes, yes. apprentice. Ahsoka, come hang out with me. And everyone's like, Nah, dude. You look look weird. You're a little crazy. Yeah. You're yelling at ghosts and stuff. No. Oh man. No. Yes. And and I love how they just find him. Or Ezra just finds this old guy on the planet. He's like, I trust him more than you, Kanan, because he's nice to me. Okay. Yes. <laughs> he helps me up yeah. from falling. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Come come with me, apprentice. Yes. There can only be two. No more. No less. Okay, I think Sam. It was the, what was it? The fifth brother who was in the novel, who was one of the. Uh, the Inquisitors who was yeah. chasing after Ahsoka. Right. And she was the ultimately the one that she defeated. And she, after she killed him, like, you know, cleaved him in half, she took his lightsabers. Right. And then um, purified his crystal, which he had bled, right. turned them white. And right. now those are the sabers that we see, um, not only in the novel, but now. In Rebels. Exactly. Yeah, and famous. in the Mandalorian. I mean, it's yeah. right. fast forward that far. And. Right. Those crystals, even though they were, um, I guess, mishandled by the uh, the Sith, or at least the these acolytes who were, you know, trained in the dark arts, she restored them to their purest version that the, she could after being, you know, taken over by the, a Sith or a dark side user, and they became white. And that's always been a, a fascinating part of that yeah. novel. Is that it's not green or blue or purple, whatever. Mm -hmm. It's white because these stones, these these crystals have been rescued from the dark side of the force to be white. And oh. yeah, oh, and I and I love because we've never seen a crystal go that direction. We always see, right. yes. you know, yep. it, it can get bled, right? Yeah, but you and, don't ever see it go the other way. And exactly. you've got your your reds and your blues and, and your greens that are all identified with a certain side mm. right that's what i was going to say the symbolism it's neutrality oh. that and color is neutrality exactly. exactly maybe not neutrality that's hard because she is a pure the saber represents neutrality however she's pure a pure it. jedi and she will not be neutral 
she is it is it is purity mm-hmm. yeah. and she is she pure of so. heart yep yep absolutely but she has become they're becoming the most iconic hills i think especially once we get her series they are up there um, oh yeah and disney discontinued her legacy hills for whatever reason how silly is that that's a seems like a marketing mistake wow. especially when her series yeah. coming out well but anyways yeah we tried to get the rebels ones and they're discontinued Wow. We just we just 3D print them. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Yeah. Sure they'll work fantastic. Exactly. Clashing effects and all. Yes. <laughs> oh, well that's we for my for my daughter's um outfit for Galaxy's Edge opening. Mm. Um we we're like because they hadn't even talked about selling them. And so we're like, I'm like, we gotta have hilts. She's gotta have hilts on her on her hips because I'm no slouch. And um uh, <laughs> So, so that's what we ended up doing was was uh, Charles 3D printed them. They were like, they were like yep. build your own hilts. Uh, he's like, he hands me a bag of pieces. I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this? This is <laughs> the knockoff Savi's experience. Yeah, he's like, he's like, find a crystal or something. I don't know. I did or, my part. So. Or um, gorilla glue, whatever. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. it's something. So yeah, the so that, so so we've got those. That's not how the force works. So we've got those that that she um. That she wore on her uh, on her hips there, and got you know um, questioned and cornered by troopers yes. all day. And you yeah, sent me those videos, those are cool. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, but uh, yeah, they are they are some really cool, uh, almost like samurai swords. Exactly what I want. Mm. Like a couple months back, I went down the rabbit hole with that, and yeah, it was taken out of Jap- Japanese um, mm. samurai lore. Yeah, like, Even her name, Ahsoka, means something in Japanese that has to do with the samurai. So it's, it's really cool. Cool. Yeah, they yeah. really Filoni really thought that character. All of Filoni's episodes, live action, are the best. They're like, how? Let's put Luke in the Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, and, and Ahsoka. Yeah, let's do it all. Why not? Let's do it all. And, yeah, but <laughs> it all comes back to Ashley Eckstein and how. You know, as she's the voice of Ahsoka, and when we first saw in the Clone Wars movie, and how quote unquote annoying she was, or she put old guys to sleep like me, um, she ends up being this ultimately a one of the most pivotal characters in the Skywalker saga. Yeah. You know, yeah. outside right. of the movies. I mean, right. look at her arc. Is TV or animation based, that's all coming from Ashley Eckstein and, and not just her voice talent, but also how endearing she's become to the fan base. Yeah, uh, and she's, I mean, they announced her coming to celebration this this year, just about yep. a few days ago, and it's like, man, yep. she, she's at everything. I mean, she really is, and she's so <laughs> big into her character, and I think that's so cool. There's a lot of people that are big, big into their characters. You know, yeah. but I think yeah. the people that love their characters the most come from Clone Wars. I mean, it seems yeah, it seems like people oh, like yeah. Matt, Matt, Matt Lanter, all, you know, yeah. all of yeah. them, they they really love who they were. Yeah, and she's she's such a huge ambassador for the brand too. Um, you know, just at at Disney all the time, at almost every Star Wars event, um, and you know, with her universe really bringing that. Um, you know that whole like nerd culture to to women, which didn't exist. If you wanted, you know, a Spider-Man T-shirt, or if you wanted a, a Darth Vader T-shirt, you're getting a men's size because girls aren't into that sort of thing. Right. And um, you know, so she really 
kind of revolutionized all that. And then, of course, you know, like I said, it's broken out to, you know, Marvel, Star Trek, all sorts of different corners of nerddom. But, um, you know, really, it's all because of her love for the character, for, you know, nerd culture and for the fans. Oh, for sure. And I mean, it's just and that's what's crazy is is, is Ahsoka and, and Mary had to step out of the room, but Ahsoka is why Mary fell in love with Star Wars. Um, she saw this this powerful female character um, uh-huh. in a cartoon, and, and I remember the first time we sat down. I remember episode one with, with Master Yoda, and I was like, hey, let's give this thing a chance, you know, and, and she loved Ahsoka from day one and already started buying all the stuff. And um, <laughs> It's just cool. It, it, like, you're right, yeah. Pat, with bringing, bringing females into the mix. It's so cool that, um, you know, and then you see Harrison Dula and, and just various oh, yeah. other characters. Like that. It's just cool, you know, and um, yeah. I, I, I mean, it's a genius idea. Why not bring the the marketing base a little more up? But yeah, and you see her at the San Diego Comic Con in 2018, ten years removed from the last episode of the Clone Wars, and there's this entire panel of all the luminaries from the Clone Wars, including Dave Filoni and Ashley and Matt Lanter and Sam Witwer and Sam James, Whitwer. James Arnold Taylor. Exactly. And they're all at this panel. And after an hour's worth of fan questions and all these different like interest groups. Uh, and then Dave Filoni's like, hey, look, you know, in his Dave Filoni way. Hey, you guys are just <laughs> go for it, Pat. <laughs> I forget what he said, but uh, I. You know, the the main thing about this panel and these people, um, you know, you've given you've given us just so much. And so we'd we'd like to give something something back to to you guys. So um, here's more great Star Wars. Yes. And then literally on screen in this panel is Clone Wars safe. Oh, and they have this two minute reel and you can watch it on YouTube. I mean, it's an hour. I, I, I watched it two nights ago. It's an hour or so worth, you know, worth of a, you know, mobile phone capture of someone who was attending in that panel. But the last six, seven minutes of it is after all these questions, like Dave Filoni, just like Pat did, like, hey, look, this is for you guys. It's Clone Wars Saved, season seven. And you see Ahsoka, you see, um, you see Anakin, you see Obi-Wan, and people lose their mind, lose their mind. And where do they freak out when Ahsoka turns around and says, Master Obi-Wan, it's been a long time. Yes. And people just lose oh their mind. Oh, my gosh. I got, I got goosebumps. Exactly. Yes. Goose exactly. Pimples. I've seen this thing <laughs> 17, 18, 20 times. And yes. I watched it nights ago. And it's like, oh, my God. It is unbelievable. The reaction that this entire crowd had to Ahsoka. And this is how so awesome. impactful she has been this entire fandom that has been outside of any of the movies. It's purely based on comics or, well, predominantly the animated series. And mm-hmm. what a risk that Dave Filoni took with his character. And we'll get to that in part two when uh, we start talking about it. But um, it's a phenomenal character that has really revitalized a lot of the fan base and reintroduced a female side of the fandom into star wars which let's face it 
like look at your wife mary she she loves this fandom because of her yeah how powerful and, is that and i thought she was just doing it for me as as a awesome loving wife but no like it's genuine and like she's like all she's <laughs> no, no, no. wasting our money on a soap stuff you're just like i am <laughs> not wasting <laughs> well, that credit card bill adds up after a while <laughs> how many black series can i buy well <laughs> hey on a, on a side note we need a dark side ahsoka black series because you briefly got it if if they have a dark side ray which was like all but what six and a half milliseconds yeah. they, we ought to get the, the the possessed Ooh. dark side Ahsoka Black series. I mean, wow. he, he, he made one, of course, but of course well, no, has. but I that's think that's the season seven one, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think that one could be a good yeah, template. I'd I need another I one. Though. I don't wow. have. I got I got a pre-order on the on the Mandalorian one. Oh, did you? Nice. Okay. Yeah, nice. and those are ridiculous right now. I guess somebody sold like some demo one, and it's like two hundred and fifty bucks for whatever oh. reason. But that's just ridiculous. Anyways, uh, more yes. random off-topic stuff. But enough of our black series woes. Ugh. Yes. Um. So. Um, Rebels. Rebels. Yeah. So. Uh, you know, there's the whole fulcrum um, aspect um, in season one. They're getting some intel from from this um, anonymous source, and. I mean, no one's paying attention enough to notice it, but the fulcrum call sign is the markings on her forehead. Yeah, how do they not? I yeah, and that's it's it's like, which I mean, it's 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 fantastic. And oh, it's amazing. Yeah. But but it's like. Oh my God! It's right in front of right you, there. and and you don't see it, and then and then when you see that she's Fulcrum, you're like, Oh my gosh, she's Fulcrum! And then I you're get like, it. Oh yeah, but because it and the stuff, it was right there the whole time. It's so obvious. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, but oh, and we but didn't again, talk about it's the transition. It's so obvious. It's so obvious. You know when you know, but before you know, it's her. You don't even you're you're not even paying right. any attention. And that's what I was going with is the only reason you know is the novel how it ends when she's talking yeah. to Bail Organa yep. and she yep. and she's gonna run Rebel Intelligence. Yeah. Right? And you know that. And if you haven't read that book, which I, I'm gonna go with probably a lot of people haven't. Um, yeah. There's it's so important, especially that that, that last chapter where she's talking yes. to Bail, and you really realize how important Bail was. Like we all kind of knew it, but man, he. Yeah. He was kind of the puppet almost with like, hey, let's do this, let's do that, and it, and that's so cool. Right. Um. Yeah. But yeah, you get that you get that immediate tie in and that's where you see well you obviously Bale introduces Ahsoka in Rebels. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. so but yeah, that's, that's so cool. Yeah, that Bale, of course, like you see him in Rogue One mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. as a pivotal part of that inclandestine side of the rebellion where he was straddling both sides, uh-huh. uh being sort of on the good side of the Senate or the quote unquote Senate at that the point. Gal- the Galactic uh, Senate, yeah. Exactly, as for as much power as he had. But then funding and then aiding the rebellion, oh, yeah. uh, the rebellious sides with de- delivering, you know, foods and and, and needed yeah. supplies to those uh, planets that required it on the down low. Ahsoka was his perfect agent. She yeah. was she had the ability to be incognito. She did her best to uh, keep a low profile, mm-hmm. yet still achieve those milestones that mm-hmm. kept everyone going and obviously within the novel 
you know, that became very apparent. And that's why she popped up on his radar. And yep. uh, that pivotal meeting, well, several meetings where <laughs> she was in his office without him knowing. Yes, um, <laughs> she's just there. Um, and eventually, like you said, became, quote unquote, fulcrum. Uh, and that's one of the origins of that story of that that name, which we also saw with um, uh, what's the character's name in Rebels? Um, oh yeah, uh, the the blonde guy. Um, yeah, Agent Callus. Yeah, Callus, exactly. Yeah, you know, it's a. Yeah. And we saw in season seven after Wolverine. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Yes, with the chops. Exactly. <laughs> but even as Obi Wan in what what season or season seven episode four or five whatever. Um, he's on the ground with Cody and all the rest of the uh, 212, and you got a message from Fulcrum. Oh, it's uh, it's uh, Saw Guerrera. No, 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 it's yeah. not Saw Guerrera. So this Fulcrum name has been the linchpin for a Imperial-sided uh, informant that has been transferred from Callus to Ahsoka to Saw, which was like this universal name that it was a revered name that we've got some special right. intel and you got to act upon it immediately lies deception <laughs> <laughs> and, i love and, saw he's crazy he's and with, oh, he's, he is out of his mind yeah. um but that's the thing with with that name i know my wife's like he's got a cpap yeah yeah he has really bad sleep apnea guys <laughs> <laughs> but um you know that's the thing with that name you have you know, a certain level of anonymity, but, you know, but it's a trusted anonymity. Yes. Okay. Because, you know, they can trust Fulcrum without knowing who it is. Mm -hmm. And then if the individual with that moniker is captured and someone else were to take it up, then, you know, this person's in custody, but Fulcrum's still sending out intel. Yeah. And obviously that's just going to confuse the Empire, right? Right, so, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it just transfers yeah. at that point, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So you oh. could very easily, um, you know, be off the hook. Yeah. Because yeah. because uh, I can't be Fulcrum. They're Fulcrum's that's still sending Fulcrum? intel. Yep. So. We're, all, we're all Fulcrum. Yeah. Believable deniability. Love yes. it. We, yes. we are Fulcrum. Yes. <laughs> we are all the Republic. <laughs> oh, yes. I was going to say, though, and, and I know we're jumping around again, but the end of the Ahsoka novel with Bale... How how strong is Bale for not telling Ahsoka that that Obi Wan lived and that Yoda lived? He mentioned none of it. Well, he and knew. that's that's the thing is, you know, that's I think what made the rebellion successful. If you had, it's it's compartmentalizing. It's wow. need to know. And that's hard to do. I mean, for Jedi, it's probably not, but absolutely for hard. Bale. And especially when you're trying to bring people to your cause you 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 want to convince them that this is the right thing to do and you could very easily be like and we have like obi-wan kenobi and yoda like like they like, all literally could have been like your former master is darth vader yeah, um yeah. obi-wan's yes. alive yoda's alive um right here's card cool. here's how you get into the building yeah. here's your card <laughs> <laughs> actually you don't need a card you can just break in whenever you want but right but <laughs> but that's mad. but that's the um sort of the everybody's making sacrifices you know and and that's one of the sacrifices that he made was was dealing with that burden 
in order to prevent um, that knowledge of that. Yes. You know, from from being in in hands that that could be, you know, interrogated or whatever. No one knows everything. No, and that, so and that goes so both majority, ways. So majority of the of the intel stays safe. Because Ahsoka had her own knowledge of what she went through that Bale didn't know either because he right, was right. part of the Senate and the part of the galactic government. You know, it she had her own information as well. Yeah. So wow, that's a that's a fantastic what if. Talk about a what if Bale or Ahsoka had shared their knowledge about those characters yeah. at pivotal moments. I just think of Bale because Bale Bale experienced Order 66 firsthand. I mean, yes. he really did. And 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 it's crazy that he obviously he survived it through the luck of, you know, a young lane that came out and George Lucas's did, son. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Did, did up his thing. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to find a name for him, but yeah. Jet. 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 Yeah. Jet. Um, you know, and, 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 and goes on and it's just not, he finds Obi-Wan, he finds Yoda and, and it's mm-hmm. so pivotal in the plan to their last ditch effort to prevent the Sith uprising, you know, and he's right there. He's central in the whole thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stuff and things. Um, stuff but and no, things. no, no. So what we were, okay. Well, Mary just sat back down, but yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, And, and how she, um, yeah, at last she revealed herself to the Spectre crew. And, um. At last we were our revenge. Exactly. (laughs) Um, so. And I will uh, say at this point, when Pat, okay, so I had watched the Clone Wars. (laughs) Yeah. I had watched them all. Right. Start to finish. Save season seven, because it hadn't released yet. Right. Right. And the, you know, the the force lore and the, the whole bit. And I was watching these at work during lunch. So I had finished seven seasons. I had gotten over the whole hang up about the, the illustration style, the animation style. <laughs> Understanding after two seasons, hey, this is fantastic storytelling. Then it's like, hey, <laughs> finish the Clone Wars. Woohoo! Great job, buddy. Get on the Rebels. <laughs> Get on Rebels, baby. The work has just begun. Great. Here's another four yes. seasons for you. And he's like, okay, now I got, now I'm down with the animation style. What the heck is this? They, ch- they <laughs> changed it. I liked Rebels better than I liked the Clone Wars. Yeah. So I was at this point more accepting of the animation style, and how awesome from That's the get go the uh, the lore part was of rebels and it was only four seasons hey i can do this at lunch that's no problem once i had progressed through that entire season uh gut-wrenching oh my gosh what us i mean as as impactful as the clone wars were the rebels in a compressed style yeah. was a sucker punch uh, uh, unbelievable but but <laughs> when ahsoka showed up and Pat didn't tell me this. It's like, yeah, you got to watch this. This could be great. It's gonna be great. I lost my mind. I'm on a treadmill <laughs> at the employee gym. You, you know, 49 year old loser. Crying. It's so good. Oh my god. <laughs> his back tattoo. He took his shirt off. Back tattoo showing. <laughs> they got, like, the, the, guy, the guy next to him's like. 
Can I tell you, I remember the exact moment that Ahsoka appeared in Rebels for us. I was in the hospital in labor. My gosh. And, like, we got our epidural. They're like, oh, you can just, you know, sleep through the night. I'm like, no, I cannot. Yeah, yeah. And so we're sitting there, and I'm like, let's just watch, you know, let's just watch some Rebels, you know? Oh this is, it's just like the we best. We took a laptop to the hospital. <laughs> so we, like, HDMI'd into the hospital TV. We're watching Rebels, and Ahsoka comes in, and I'm just like, <gasps> and I think, like, a nurse or someone Out came was my in. <laughs> David's like, is, is it the baby? Is the baby coming? I'm like, it's Ahsoka. <laughs> Man, that's crazy though. Going to bed. That's the impact that she had. Was the um, she had for her to be such a a pivotal part of not just the Clone Wars, but then at Rebels, and she shows up as Fulcrum, and then she hugs Rex, and that was where I just lost it because it was two generations of characters. I love you. Clone Wars. Ah, I do. She just said, I know. You couldn't hear it. (laughs) When she hugged with Rex, it just brought these two eras of Star Wars animation. It's like, oh, my God, I'm done. I've I've got 23 minutes of this treadmill. (laughs) I'm not going to close my rings today. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot get this Apple Watch. Oh, man. And, And Rex. Rex is so important. Like. When, when does Rex die? Like, he he's been through it all, man. Like yes, he's the ultimate. Yeah. He's OG awesome. gangster. Like yep. That's, and we got a picture when, on uh, opening day of Galaxy's Edge. We did the Rebels crew. Yeah. And uh, so so my daughter did uh, Ahsoka. Um, my wife did Hera. I was Kanan, and uh, Charles was was old Rex. Or as he calls him, Rex. Um, so, so then, um, you know, the um, between uh, docking bay seven and the um, the Falcon, where there's that ramp that goes down, that's and there's that really, we, that's the breastfeeding time, yeah. spot. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We actually kicked the breastfeeding. Spot. We kicked the breastfeeding mother out of the shot. So we could get them. Um, yeah, and like we got a, a great shot of you and Emily in front of that door. Yes. Oh, as God, as right. and you know, Rex back to back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, oh, right. that's so cool. That's yeah. so cool. Oh man, I have that place memorized. I know the whole. You know, mail. Chewie comes out of that door at the top of that ramp. Oh, funny story. So yeah. if Tangent you can uh, be in the middle of changing. Oh, I might have already told you guys my changing diaper story. Yeah. <laughs> what? Changing poop as Chewie oh, came out. Like, oh my god. So he told me this story of about Chewie, and I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Like, I want, I hope I get to see Chewie. Well, the next time we go, I'm there with the kids while he's in doing Smuggler's Run, and <laughs> my my one and a half year old's just running up and down that ramp, being a crazy toddler. And all of a sudden, Chewie comes out, and he stops, and he's just like, <gasps> and he actually <laughs> just got to see Chewie this time, not being, you know, bare-ass. Because he sleeps with the, the, the Galaxy's there. Edge Chewbacca yeah. stuffy. Oh, that's so so it, he was so happy that he got to see Chewie. That's so cool. Oh, oh there's that picture. Of, yeah. That's so cool. That's pre-COVID, obviously. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Very actually. much so. I feel like the Chewbacca suit's got to be... 
hot. Anti-COVID, you know what I mean? <laughs> God, it's got to be like a yeah. mask. Basically. Yeah. You're six feet of fur. Yeah. Yes, I mean you're good. You're good. Well, it'd probably just like kill anything because oh, yeah. of the amount of heat that that person exactly. whoever is wearing. I feel it. for whoever wears that thing. Yeah. And the aerosol like body spray. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh my gosh. Oh, oh my gosh. Man. Yikes. But, um, man, and I want them to go. And I know we're way off topic now, but I. I want to see them expand so much with Galaxy's Edge with with characters. I want to see like Din Djarin yes. walking around. I want, yeah, I want to see I have, an Ahsoka. Well, yeah, obviously, I would love to see that. Yeah, and, and I hope they do that stuff. I really do. And I know when they announced it that they said that it was it had the ability to adapt and and, and catch up with the time. So I, I know it's still young. I ask for too much because I can go there whenever. Well, I want especially it. with the success of the series. Yes, you've yep. got these series that are that are just people are going bananas over and. You know, it makes sense to to not only capitalize on it, which they will, um, but uh, to kind of give that back. You know, because because yeah. what what who 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 among us has not wanted to walk into Star Wars? Right, 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 right. And yeah. and Galaxy Edge gives us that ability to do that. So so to. To add in these these different characters or these different uh, locales or creatures and all, uh, it just it's it's yeah it's still gonna make them money like it always does, but it's another way to say hey here's another opportunity here's something else going on you know yeah and I would love just limitless characters I don't even care if it's background aliens just walking around just random yeah. cast members yeah. dressed as whatever like yeah. Rodians Hammerhead yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. that would so cool, and it is yeah. so minimal cost to them to just have a guy put a costume on. Right. Yeah, like, right. it could be the same guy with six different costumes. Yeah, I don't, every just every half day. hour, he just comes out and goes through the marketplace right. and like looks yep. at stuff or whatever. I got the death sentence on twelve systems. I would right. Like, well, not that guy. Cause <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. How funny well, would that be for him to be in Ogus Cantina though? You know, <laughs> that like cool. that would make me. I'm standing at the bar and just just knocks into me. I would love that. <laughs> I love that. You'll yeah. literally see Doc Ondo walking through the park. Yeah, yeah that Obi Wan just or, cuts his arm off with I a mean, removable arm and everything. I don't know if <laughs> they get an amputee. It'd be <laughs> generic. The whole Disney's bit. all about that. They're yeah. Good. Um. So, oh man. So I. I don't know if if I mean I would imagine they have someone who could tolerate the uh, exhausting effort. Of portraying Hondo for an entire day. Ooh, you could do it. Exactly. I have done it. Oh, yes. Um, but I mean, that would be engine failure. Oh, yeah. Like, like, like coming out uh, under the Falcon, like you know, like Chewie's under there tinkering, and he'd be like, I, I can't believe that this is broken again. You guys are such fools. And uh, and then like like going up and being like again I have to fix all these things. Hey droid, come here, come here. And what is Melch? Just... Yes. Melch, Melch, yes, Melch, Melch, Melch you're alive. Oh God, not this whole thing. Melch lives. That was the plot twist. Melch lives. What? And he can fly. Yeah. Yes. The plot Spoiler. twist of Rebels. Yes. The whole thing. Don't even watch it. Just Melch Look, lives. They really Melch lives. Yes. They He's a hero. Fly. Melch ran out there. Like a just a hero and just yes. sacrificed himself. Hey, well, what can I say? He's a plucky fellow. <laughs> <laughs> they, they can fly. 
<laughs> Hondo had some remorse when uh, he thought he was dead in that yeah. final assault. Yeah, that was all uh, an act. Don't go and such a good employer. He's so lucky he has a guy like me to look after him. Hey! <laughs> Hondo was an instant hit, though. You, I mean, he's oh one my of the God, most. Yes. And I love that they included him in Smuggler's Run. And how many people do you think go on Smuggler's Run and have no idea? They're like, who the hell is this? Too many. And it breaks your heart. I was standing there with a bunch of old people, because we do single riders, because we can't wait the line. Um, Yeah. Yeah, yeah I had these old people Chilly. that I went with, and they're like, that's not Han and Chewie. Man, 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 man. Like, it's <laughs> Hondo. Han and it's Chewie. Hondo. It's Hondo. Hondo yeah. and Chewie. Uh. Oh, man. It, We've brought, Pat has brought many Black Series figures to Galaxy's Edge. I brought several figures to Galaxy's Edge. But the one that I brought Hondo to get a shot with Hondo's, um, you know, the shipping with company. Yeah, on, that on, on the transport, dog. Right. Let's get the name right. And so I was trying to get, proportionally speaking, Hondo sitting there in front of his sign. And one of the cast members was looking at me and she's like, oh, what's this guy doing? I mean, he's like standing sort of 15 feet he's away from the with entrance. boys or whatever. Exactly. And there's yeah. a, a queue trying to go in here. And I'm he's holding up something and I'm trying to get the shot. So proportionally speaking, it looked like Hondo was st- standing in front of his sign. Yeah. She goes, excuse like me, I sir. Like I did with Han and the Falcon. Yeah, exactly. Right. But there was no yeah, interruption. No. Yeah. I'm like literally right. standing in the middle of no man's land. And she's like, uh, Traveler, the lineup of us. Oh, that's Hondo. Oh. Whoa. Okay, back up, back up. He's my okay. boss. He's my boss. Everyone move. <laughs> she was like so small. Help me trying to get this oh. shot. Of- the camera had so six cool. or seven feet. Don't worry. Yeah. And it is fun to see how far the cast members will go yes. in character. Because they'll go pretty far. We you had really test a conversation one night about uh, the the rising <laughs> core world costs of coaxium. <laughs> oh, galactic politics. Gotta love it. Because <laughs> oh, our, um, our... If run, only they I- built that pipeline. I'm telling yeah. you. Oh, man. He's a hero, though. He, he's a hero. I, that's what I keep saying. <laughs> we were trying to get on the rise of resistance, and one of the cast members, we were like standing, hanging around there, trying to find it was out what. When it would break down every three minutes. Exactly. Oh my, oh my gosh. He just went off, and he was totally following along with us. Probably yeah. had his best day ever. That's <laughs> probably so was. Funny. It probably is so exciting. He's tired of people being like, when's it going to open again? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who's Hondo? Where's, where's, yeah. the, where's the Falcon pictures? Excuse where's me, Luke? are there restrooms? Yeah, I need the, the restrooms. Bathroom. I don't see, I don't see Leia anywhere. Yeah, where's Leia? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Where's, uh, where's Leia? Leia, uh, Leia Skywalker. No, no, ma'am, uh, Toy Story lands that way. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hang her right <laughs> down way. there. Yep. That way. Because yep. they have to do that. Oh, man, it's oh, so busy. Okay. But anyways, Rebels, Rebels. And we're we're in it now because we talked about Hondo. Hondo's a hero. Um, but Ahsoka Hondo was a hero in Rebels. I, he was a good, yeah, good yeah. little... I love him. He, sure. He's a great yeah, Jedi. Right, he's a great Jedi, Jedi himself. <laughs> Many <laughs> great friends of mine are Jedi. <laughs> wait, I've dealt with wait, your wait, crazy laser-swinging type before. <laughs> the zoom zoom. <laughs> <and> the... <laughs> I have this, this mug, and I have no sight of Hondo on it. What <laughs> <laughs> It's a travesty. Melt, get me a new one. <laughs> oh, man. I, I fell in love with Hondo. Though. I think Hondo's a great character. And I think it's he, so he skirts the line of 
my Hanto doing the right thing, but he always does. He always does the right thing. He always does the right thing in the end. Yeah. It takes a really roundabout way to get there sometimes, but he's a illegal pirate who semi does the right thing. Uh, 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 allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> we don't even know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> so, so for Charles' birthday, can we? This is really like this is wild. This is crazy. But I mean, just the fact that it's what ten thirty. <laughs> um, so so a couple of years back, I I gave Charles a series of of t-shirts that I had made. Um, for what your birthday, Christmas, yes. something. Yeah, I don't know. Birthday, whatever. Yes. So, uh, your your bar mitzvah. You're so close. Maybe? Yeah. I don't um, we don't care so, about me. Bar mitzvah. <laughs> Hanukkah. Yeah. But one of them. One of them was like um, day. Yes. Yes. Yes, it was a, it was Honda with a help wanted sign, <laughs> and it said help wanted, uh, for completely legitimate business opportunity, and it had an asterisk after legitimate, and then um, and then in, in fine print down the bottom it said legitimacy not guaranteed. <laughs> He's looking for it right now. I can. Tell. Oh, yeah, I am looking for it. <laughs> <laughs> Such a great shirt. Oh, oh man. So yeah, so that's that's always been. Uh, I need one, one of these shirts. One oh. of our jokes with um, with him, like we we did it, we do a commercial on our show, uh, Onaka and Melch, attorneys at law, and uh, <laughs> because of course he would be a lawyer. Oh of my course gosh. he would a, be a defense a, lawyer a for great sure. Lawyer. Yes. yes, and and that's exactly that's exactly maybe what he personal meant. injury. I don't know. He yeah. seems like the type. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And mm-hmm. uh, so of course it's like, has the empire taken something from you? Well. <laughs> <laughs> And you might get something too. <laughs> so, so it's totally like it, it, it's clever wordplay, which he excels at, oh, and yeah. and just being a scoundrel because he's just so fun. Oh, he is so. Are fun. we gonna get him live action? Uh you know we kind of do in in Smuggler's Run, okay. So and 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 what I mean doing by, there. what I mean by that is they've nailed the prosthetics and makeup mm. correct i haven't gotten That's, to see that because i've never waited the actual line yet so oh man okay so so there's the animatronic but then right before you get into the actual ride and he's on the little screen that's absolutely an actor yes yeah and, it is a little small and, yeah. and the prosthetics and the makeup are perfect yeah, yeah. so so i i say that we've gotten him in live action because they know how to convincingly pull him off live action because they've done it. Yeah. So, so it's not a matter of, of could they or whatever. They've, they've nailed it. So I absolutely expect him to be in some live action project. And he fit in storyline? Andor. I think he fit in Andor. I, I really think, good. Uh, how, yeah. old, how old and can his species live? A long time. Yeah, like, I love is it playing human? that game. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, well, okay. Yeah. So, he's, so he's in Clone Wars, obviously. Right. And he's and, older. And he's in Galaxy's Edge, which takes place in the sequel era. Right. Mm-hmm. And he and he's just as young and skipper as he was yeah. in Clone Wars, I think. Well, I mean, I don't, uh, <laughs> don't mean to brag, but... <laughs> Well, look, um, look, look, Cad Bane's next stop was the nursing home, and he came back, so. <laughs> All I've got is longer things on my chin. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Say. yeah, some more beads. I owe them and get yeah. 
Uh, I'll be in a wheelchair holding Melch. Like a <laughs> stuffed no, Melch. Melch, Melch will be pushing the wheelchair. Exactly. That's Melch is pushing. Melch is yes. mushing Melch. Mush. Oh, wow. Melch went on to marry and have children, and now these children are pushing him. Yes. <laughs> I have to Disney this up. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, terrible. So uh, okay, rebels. Wait, are rebels. we still on yes. rebels? We are on rebels. Since I left to go so. nurse and then came back. Okay. We're nearing. I mean, there's a lot to talk about. Not there's not a lot of episodes of Ahsoka no, and rebels. That's right. right. Yeah. Except the, where we get the yes. reunion and farewell, yep. where yes. right she's introduced as fulcrum and she's the linchpin for some of the most strategic. Uh, missions that they go on and uh, she's sort of sprinkling the information in there and after the overtaking of Lothal by the rebels and uh, she you know and after like the epilogue is mentioned by Sabine and she you know vocalizes what happens and Jason Sindula and the whole bit and uh, and Hera as a hero of the attack uh, or the battle on Endor then we see Sabine standing on uh, Ezra's on the, uh, yeah, at, literally the balcony. Yeah, on the balcony, a mirror of what we saw in Episode One in Rebels. Right. right. Standing in the exact same position, and it's heart wrenching. And I, when I watched this, I said, oh, "I'll just watch this for research purposes, and I'm going to avoid the whole Kanan um, heart wrenching scenes." Yes. Yet Ugh. I'm watching this and like, oh my god, it's still killing me. Oh, how well done this this series is done. So you right. see Sabine on the balcony and this Jedi uh, starship comes in and mm-hmm. immediately Sabine takes off from this uh, from uh, you know Ezra's home to go and meet them at this mural. She goes and you know she's in this artwork that she had created, and behind her there is Ahsoka. And stoically, she's standing with her towel, and she's got this presence about her that if you fast forward to The Mandalorian, she has this sort of, not neutral, but I would say very uh, matured look about her, and it's it's setting up for, wow, there's something going on here, and Sabine and Ahsoka are going on an adventure at this point, and... Mm -hmm. It's, you find Ezra. Right. Yeah. She exactly. promised. That's she it. promised Ezra. Yeah. You know, yeah. after yeah. they fought Emperor Palpatine, mm-hmm. you know, and they're running, going back into their own time. Yeah. He says, come and find me. And she says, I will. Yeah. She, she will not go back on her words. She'll go find him. And that yep. takes us right into the main And I think this is uh-huh. a great segue to part two where we will continue our discussion over on conversations so yes you uh can find us on conversations.com uh we've got a link tree there to a whole bunch of other fun stuff uh we're part of the red five network as are these fine folks and um if you want to chat with us on facebook.com slash conversations Conversations on the Instagrams and at Swations on Twitter. Thank you guys so much, and we will continue on your guys' podcast. And you can find us. We're on Instagram um, at Blackspire underscore broadcast. Like I always say, I'm going to find the guy that has at Blackspire broadcast. I'm going to buy it from him because it's really <laughs> frustrating me that I'm stuck with this underscore. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> and then we're on Twitter at, at Spire Broadcast and Facebook, Blackfire Broadcast. Um, and yep, hit us up there. We love to talk to everybody. I try to respond to everyone. So let's go towards conversation side of the house now. Bye, All guys. Right. Bye. Bye. Bitch. Bitch. Come here. Come here. Look, look. A wonderful business opportunity. I, I smell profit. Ewok jerky. But what were Hondo and Melch doing on Endor? Just want to know. That's all. <laughs> we will explore uh, more on part two. No, that's in part two. Don't you mind what they were doing. <laughs> yeah. We had the fantastic a, barbecue shop. It was very well done. On this yes. imperial speeder scrap. Yeah. Like, that is it. <laughs> What? There was a lot of Ewok meat laying around. Just saying. Yeah. There's Excuse a business. Have you tried the Ewok jerky? <laughs> jerky. <laughs> Six part mini series. Here we go. <laughs> okay, so we've decided Ahsoka is I've now. Corner the market. To include Hondo. Yes. At yes. the corner of the tall tree and the short tree. <laughs> Best <laughs> jerky you have ever tried. Match where's the jerky? Melt, <laughs> yes. quick. Make it. Oh. All the while, Battle of Endor is just going on. <laughs> exactly. Like, that is where we will pick up on yes. part two. Luke cut up the, the speeder bike, like, right <laughs> next to a tree over. Like, craziness. How do, how do you think we fill out the MREs? <laughs> do you want that in a bowl or a wrap? <laughs> a wrap. Ronto wraps on Endor. Uh-huh. Ooh. That's not Ronto in that rap. No, no it's, it's all blurg. It's all blurg. Oh, man. You are not alone. There is hope. And remember, the Force will be with you. Always. Listener, just a reminder that the podcast you just heard is a proud member of the Red 5 Network family. Red5Network.com offers you a great variety of shows you'll be sure to love. So the next time you're itching for quality content, make sure you head over to Red5Network.com. You'll find this podcast along with a whole lot more. All wings report in. It's the Red 5 Network. Red 5 Network.